you're listening to On Our Terms, where we share our friend to founder journey and tell you how being labeled as non-traditional seems to be our superpower. We hope you enjoy the ride as much as we have. Oh my God. Can you even? What's up, people? If you're tuning in, it's take two. Is my video better, Mary? Way better. Thank you. Yeah, you were very <laughs> modulated. Well, I was trying not to stop the flow because I thought maybe there was just like an intermittent Wi-Fi issue. But no. Well, the funny thing, I was like, what's going on with Mary? I was like, what's happening? Um, well, hello, everyone. If you are listening, because Mary, who is listening right now? Okay. It doesn't matter. This is just hey, between our you million and I. followers. Sorry. Sorry. Hi, One mom. day. A girl can Hi, dream. Mom. Right. Hey, mom. Well, hey, Gary. If Gary. Listening, and if I'm modulated and then I just want to tell my friends right now, if you are listening, if we're modulated, give me a break. We're trying our best. We're this trying our, our best. Beta podcast. <laughs> we hope that one day that fluid in Valparaiso, Indiana can sponsor us. Right. Host Which is the equipment. Right. The coffee shop where you're going live from today. Right. So. There's a Wi-Fi issue because, sorry, I'm on a coffee Wi-Fi shop, but I'm so happy that I am recording this podcast in Valparaiso, Indiana right now, and I am able to pause, redo, and record alongside you, baby, my co-host and co-founder, Mary Meller. Um, Thank you for tuning into the second take of On Our Terms. We are recording this live, so it should happen. Um, but Mary, today we're talking about our blended lifestyle and why we don't want to use the word balance to describe it. What else yes. is everyone in for? Well, listen, you know, every week I tell you, we've got a really fascinating conversation, but today I think it's cool because we're really building off of our conversation from last week, which was about everything we want as women, families, country homes, like having it all. Um, but like today we're really talking about how we handle our lives day to day, building a virtual company, having a virtual team, but also trying to prioritize ourselves. So let us know what you think. Listen in. If you've already listened in, you've got a taste of it. If you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you're in for a treat. So let's get started. Stick around for the end for the run through. And uh, we're going to talk about Steve Scalise running for Speaker of the House. So you got a lot to look forward to, folks. Cammy, let's talk. Let's talk on our terms. All right, Cammy. We feel more chill here. I know. I know. All right, Cammy. So every week we script these out. We sometimes go off script, which I love. But I want to hear what you've done, Cammy, um, this week to really blend your personal and professional lives together with everything maybe you've been feeling or going through. Like what has helped you feel like you can do it all? Thank God, because the first episode, I was like, this is like a therapy session. I was going off, baby. But let me catch people up to speed in my life. So I, Mary and I, through all of our conversations, everything we've been through, we've been using the word blended to describe our life right now because it does not feel balanced. There are ebbs and flows and there are peaks and valleys and it's very exhausting. But I'd rather choose this than not having the ability to choose how I ebb and flow because Mm. there is a huge mental and emotional side to me that if I feel 
oh, I have been in places where I feel stuck, depressed, and very sad and um, confused and lonely. And that could be both in a personal or professional sense. And I haven't had the ability to fully like tackle that simultaneously with tackling um, life. So we've used blended to describe like us as the whole person and it's not yeah. just professional versus exactly personal. And you know, another thing about this podcast, the reason why we were having technical issues when we first recorded this and we were like, screw it, let's do it again is because we, we love that we're testing and trying to go live right now, but we are using this as content to use later. Like right. we are giving back to us. We're like, however we can record this podcast and make it into video that hopefully one day we can turn into TikTok content. We're doing it. And then after this, we have a development call. Oh, and before this I had therapy. And then before that we had a development call. Yeah. So with a blended lifestyle, I'm able to like have an apartment in Chicago, but mm -hmm. be closer to home. Yes. Uh, to my parents, which they are now in Valparaiso, Indiana. And last night I was feeling very anxious about things, about everything that's going on okay. in the world. The world is insane and so sad right now. So sad. <laughs> and I was like, mom, before I drive back to Chicago, last night on Wednesday night, let's go to yoga. And that yoga was just so therapeutic. It's my favorite yoga studio ever in the United States of America. In Valparaiso, Indiana. Oh, what Crazy. a thought. Sherry would have. It's yeah. one Valpo in Valparaiso yoga. It's the best freaking yoga I've ever Highly done recommend. in my goddamn life. Amazing. Um, I, I went to her class and she is like, for one fucking hour, shut off your brain and like practice and give your practice to everything that you've been feeling. And, you know, then I had therapy this morning um, and Michael was helping me of the thought of humiliate humility, but all to say is after yoga last night, I was like, in what world do I think I'm driving back home to Chicago? Like, right. I was very therapeutic. I'm very, I, I want to be close to my mom right now. I have a really hard day tomorrow. Like, and Yes, I have a schedule of how I know how to take care of Tio, but like it's going to be really hard to take care of him alone. But I wanted to get back to Chicago because I have a <laughs> this is coming full circle. I have all my audio and my equipment set up. I have my setup and I know shit does not go wrong. But I was like, no, I would rather stay home. Let me book a random space at Fluid Coffee. That's okay in Valparaiso and, um, take the podcast from there or the conversation. And it is what it is. And did we have Wi-Fi issues? Yes. But like, honestly, for me, Mary, I think for me, it was a good lesson. Yeah. Good, good lesson. It is. A lesson. And, and that's okay. This is not going to be a perfect episode, but I think that it's very apropos as they say, because well, like, it's not perfect. Like, having a blended lifestyle and bringing your full self to work is not perfect, right? Like being yeah. a startup founder while trying to have a life is really freaking oh. messy. And I'm just proud of you like back to the kind of like the original question, which is like, how did, how have you handled your life this week? Like you prioritized yoga, you were able to shut your brain off. Like it's been a weird, hard week for, I would think anyone with a compassionate heart in the world, you were near family. Like those are all just beautiful things. I think. Um, that everyone can think about. 
how they too can prioritize the thing that makes them feel grounded when we're all really overwhelmed with everything that's happening. Um, And I think that actually talking about it in the nine to five, which we'll get to, um, is really important. Like we should be talking about these things with our teams, with our communities, with our families. Like it's, it's not just about work. It's blended. Like, like we don't sit on CNN down here. Right. Right. Yeah. You don't see, turn on CNN, learn that there have been babies decapitated and then go to a fucking development call about SSO and not, and it's not normal. It is not normal. Like it is horrific, horrific news that we're all experiencing this week. So I just want to give everyone a break. Yeah. It's very uncomfy. Um, very uncomfy, but that's allowed us to have grace and compassion. And so that's the reason we want to chat to you about the blended lifestyle and not only introduce to whoever's listening about the very, you know, professional benefits, but also the personal benefits, right? Because like Mary is saying, there's no way for you to sit down in a freaking chair and not think that your thoughts won't be going in and out throughout the day, right? And I think a lot of people have felt trapped within their workspace. And now that they have this sense of freedom, there is this debate and conversation to say that you as a worker, as an employee, are not as capable of doing your work unless I see you or can physically track you in a way. Like, honestly, a little like ET phone home, a little bit. That's Big brother. It. Big brother. And that's okay because genuinely that's how our society I mean, that's what our society is coming from. Like, what the hell? Like, it's always taken such a huge, like, awful change in our world for big, 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 big systems to, like, have an indent or make, like, an increase into how our systems are worked. Because I just feel like it's so hard to create change and it's not immediate. And this whole progress or, sorry, this whole process to, like, more of a, a lack schedule is really hard for people to comprehend. Well, and I think even yes and like a lack schedule, but also I was on a sales call this morning and talking to this director of marketing who's running his huge team. And, you know, it's so interesting. We say this all the time, but we all went virtual when the pandemic hit and most of us now have some kind of hybrid work schedule like people haven't talked about it. Like people haven't, the companies, like the leaders, the teams haven't made the structural changes to support us in these work, like in the way we now work in our guest bedrooms, right? Like in coffee shops. And so I think that I'm really excited to dive into kind of how we run things at Bodium Family. And I want you to start there if you don't mind, just like really practically, like how we as a company, albeit a very small one, but as leaders have set up you know, ways to make our employees and ourselves still really supported and able to kind of blend and balance it all? Well, I think as a blessing, you and I were able to work just us two for the longest time without mm-hmm. having employees. I mean, it's a great point. really do say that um, hiring people is one of the hardest things you'll ever do. And it is true. I mean, you are trusting someone to follow through with the task at hand, however you may relay it, but, you know, 
the reason why I say we're so blessed that we had time, you and I, is because we had time to understand how we communicate because as we then began to bring people on board, the way that we communicate in front of them and how we set the structure and pace, no matter how equal or how equal or like what positions these people are, like there does have to be um, a good relationship between you and I. Sure. And so when hiring people, um, right, that began the whole journey of having people come into our lives. And then you and I having to be like, hey, are we good? How we are leading these people, managing these people, right? Like our world got really intertwined really, really fast. And mm-hmm. there was just, for me, a time where the amount of roles that we are playing and bringing people onto our team and trying to manage them and understand them emotionally um, is really, 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 really hard. Um, But then also at the same time, like, well, our world has changed and we're living in a world where it's like we're receiving constant blowback of what's going on around us when we feel like we're in the shit can. Um, So tactfully, long story short, you and I have been able to talk about our feelings and how we're feeling. So we're able to correlate the energy we put towards work sometimes can be super, super hard when a lot of stuff is going on around Mm -hmm. in our world or the way that we work best given any week is, has an ebb and flow. And sometimes with how busy we are in our schedules, it is important to talk about how we are feeling and how we think we can tackle work in the best way. Because I, I think that there is this false notion that people don't want to get to the same. It's like people think that the only way for progress to happen is if it's done in the same way. And that's just not true. So for us, we were saying, why don't we think about how we set up our schedule? So tactfully, that's what Mary and I talk about day in and day out of like, how are you feeling about your week, right? You and I decided as a team to take Mm -hmm. Mondays off because in a blended lifestyle, right? Because we're in a remote world and people sometimes don't know how to separate themselves from their home office and take advantage of the perks of not having to report to a physical location nine to five and feel guilty for whenever you have to leave or want to nap or take a mental break or just want to blow off some steam. Right. Like, we have given people Mondays with no meetings. No meetings. Because we don't have a four-day work week, but we do have no meeting Mondays. Yeah. Like, yeah. okay. It would be cool if we had four-day weekends, but right now our society, like that would be so hard. Maybe we can do it when we test it out and like already we have been, but we have no meetings on Monday. We'll check in via Slack and say, mm-hmm. hey, what's everyone doing today? How's everyone feeling? What are you up to? And people will check in, but it's very async. We trust that our teams, our team on Monday can compile their work, get composed, catch up, and then prepare themselves for Tuesday morning, which is our first big, big touch point. But like on Mondays, you and I speak though, just Mm -hmm. you and I, because as the owners of the company, you and I need a freaking touch point, both personally and professionally, because I love you as a whole person. So like, I know that how you're going to feel for certain meetings or how I feel 
on certain meetings needs to be approached to you in a very personal sense. And for you not to be like, oh, Cammie's losing it. Like she can't, you know, contain herself on this work call or something. Oh, like, I never you know that. No, I know. But the personal and professional used to be so blended in a bad way as if like, don't bring your personal stuff into the professional world. But like, wait, that we needs that to be addressed. Right, right, right. I, I like that the if I'm following two themes from what you're saying, the first, uh, like very practically what we do is, you know, we do bring our personal selves to work. And like you're saying, Cammy, like Mondays, we we catch up personally. How are we feeling about everything? I mean, what we're doing is incredibly hard. We're on a crazy journey trying to accomplish huge goals and managing people. And like, we need that touch point. But then on the flip side, like our team doesn't need to just dive right in on Mondays. Like I think that is such like a toxic, hard piece of work from the bygone era that we can throw away. Like use Mondays to catch up. Like people, I I don't think people should have Sunday scaries. Like I think they need some time to dive back into work. And then when we meet on Tuesdays as a team, like we're hitting, everybody's already hit the ground running on their terms, if you will. And I mean, I think that's really important, but I think that the way we've approached team meetings to just build onto it. So we have a meeting every Tuesday and then a team meeting every Friday to close out the week. And sometimes those meetings are really like tactical, like where we're going through everybody's projects, like bit by bit with progress updates, removing blockers, asking questions. And sometimes those meetings are really fun. Like they're just catching up. What are you doing this weekend? And I think that blending those two has been really an important part of building our team culture in this remote setting, because you're not having those one-off conversations. Like I hate this phrase, but like by the water cooler, right? You have to build in time with your team to really know and understand what they're doing outside of the work that you're doing, Ooh. which is really just over the camera. Mary, so like, okay, you bring such up a, such a good point because like, why are people, why are we like missing the virt the like home space so much when like looking back at it there was so much drama there was so much shit happening there was always so much like annoyances and distractions and so many people would literally like come back from work and be like oh work was exhausting so yeah and like how like did you get work done in an office you know oh, like I would go hide out. like I would go find like a I mean I worked at tech startups but like even when I was in a huge creation, like I'd sink my laptop down to like the cafe so that no one could bother me and ask me a million questions or like want to gossip with me, right? Like it, it was really hard to get work done with dozens of people around you. With dozens of people. So this also brings us back like to this because Mary and I are just a little bit so woo-woo because if you're going to run a company, yeah. if you're going to have a blended lifestyle, you need to always speak to the moment and set expectations because – there is this fear of like not being able to see people and you're going to disappear. I mean, no matter where, if you're physically with someone or not with someone, trying to lead them and hold them to expectations and have them deliver on what you want them to deliver, like is a human problem. Like that's a personal problem. Like yeah. I'm not saying that virtual doesn't make it harder because it's very, very new to us, but like we have to be compassionate if you want to run a team. Like it has to be personal and intimate, right? But like there ha that that trust hopefully is gained with that compassion that you're exerting as a, exactly. a boss that hopefully then you get a return. Like, I'm sorry, that is what it is, but how well, do you that's not work. understand that there's like telling people? 
Right. Ugh. Okay. And that's literally what we freaking started on. It was like, it's exhausting hiring people. So um, exhausting because you care. Well, if you're a good manager, I believe you care about them and you care about them as the whole person. Right. And you want to build a good relationship with them. And, you know, as perfectionists, it's hard to delegate. Right. Like, I think in some sense, like the worst of both me and Cammie, like if we could do it all, we would just do it ourselves. Right. But it's amazing when you hire people who are genuinely smart and nice, and it's kind of our barometer, but also who are better than you and the things that you hire them for. Like, it's amazing to just let them go. But I think giving them the grace that, you know, when you're managing someone remotely, like you, you don't always have tabs on them. And, and that's a, that's a thing that like our bosses used to be able to just like see us all the time, like see what we're doing. And unless you're, you know, one of these huge corporations, it's literally tracking your screen time of your employees, which I think is super weird and messed up. Like it's, it comes down to trust and communication. Oh, so Mary, can you kind of talk about that? I'm going to also segue and eventually pull us back to a few of the tactical stuff, but this is like, unfortunately, people are going to have to hear the long-winded answers if they want to hear how we're leading this yeah. team and making decisions. So truly, listen, we have an outline here, baby. I am maybe projecting because I'm like, I just love our conversations because I love talking yeah. to you because it's so fun to build business and talk business with you and just talk personal and interpersonal skills and communication okay. skills. Blended, right? Whole human. Um, my God, what was I talking about? We were I don't know, but I, I think I think I know where you're going, and I I want to talk about. I want to get on my soapbox for a second. So this is the Mary soapbox segment. Let's see um, if you really do know what I was trying to ask, and I see if think we can I know still where you're feel going. each other. Okay, all right, we'll see. Um, yeah, if you can verbally. So one thing, as I was thinking about preparing for this conversation, that I just feel very, very, very strongly about, and uh-huh. this is about blended lifestyles is that, and it it ties back to what we were talking about in the beginning that, you know, we have all moved to a brand new way of working. Like we are on the future of work. We're all sitting in our houses or in coffee shops, staring at a little screen and a little green dot, right? (laughs) Doing our work all day. But if so many things from the bygone days of being in office have persisted some of those are good, right? Like you're still expected to show up to work and do your job. But one of the things I cannot stand is the expectation that you need to be at your desk from nine to five, Monday to Friday, if you're working from home. Like I Mm. think if you are working virtually and you still feel like you need to have your ass in the seat from nine to five, like why? If If you're running a team or running a company and you feel like your employees need to be working the same hours, why? Like I, I really want to challenge that idea because when we moved virtual, like we lost so much good about working in person. Like the what everyone always talks about, like running into people, like getting coffee, having those one-off conversations, getting to have team bonding, camaraderie, like working on problems in person. Like mm-hmm. we've lost so much by going virtual, but we've also gained so much. And if we're not taking advantage of now you have two hours back in your day. You don't have a commute. Like you can pick your kids up from work at three o'clock. You can get your laundry done or like, you know, do your dishes on your lunch break so that you can hang out with your kids or like watch your Netflix show after work. Like, Or let's say you're someone like me and you do really well working really early in the morning or you're cami and like you're cranking at 10 p.m. at night. Like why can't people do that? 
I, I just, I think that as a society and like hopefully in 10 years, it will be really maybe five accepted that you should work when you want to, as long as the work's getting done. And I think people like to say that's true, especially in tech startups Friends who I've talked to, like, yeah, their bosses or their founders say, like, yeah, just make as soon as the work gets done. But if they don't see that green light on on your Slack, like, oh, well, <laughs> where is Mary? What, what is she doing? It's two o'clock. She should big be brother, big brother at her desk. And I just anyway, I'll get off my soapbox now. But I just no, I feel, loved it. That Mary, that's if, what I was talking about. Yeah, I knew, I knew you are. If you're not, if We're you're connected. if you're a boss, like really examine yourself of like why you're expecting and why you still feel that like control for your employees being at your desk. And I'm going to go rogue. If you're an employee, which if you're listening to this, you probably are someone and you're working remote and you are still working in a culture where you're expected to be at your desk nine to five, like fight the system, man. Like mark your calendar, like thinking time, like, you know, and go for a walk, go get your hair done. Like, don't feel like it needs to be at night anymore. Like, we all need to make it more normal and just build our lives around, build work around our lives versus building our lives around work. Um, the reason why I fell in love with Mary is because it's like when she gets on her soapbox, I'm like, Woo! Um, Mary is so, 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 so goddamn like smart. And she just needs to get in her kind of rage and like, whoa, like, get off of this. Like when you feel like, how is, how is this still a thing? You know, how, how are people not getting it together when you feel like you're feeling, I mean, you we're kind of feeling a blowback to that, right? Like 100%. with Bodium and building Bodium, it's been very hard because we're also building a company for virtual work. Right. So exactly. We've just done the research. We've literally talked to so many people all the way from like C-suite executives, all the way to yoga teachers who are trying to still make virtual work because people don't want to come into the studios to um, students at UCLA business school who are going to work for some of the top marketing agencies, right. Who now have to communicate virtually to new sales reps. Like we've done our homework and, like it's not going anywhere, right? This hybrid space and this virtual work. So I just, you know, I think you and I get on our high horse because we've been hired in so many of our past careers to make shit happen. And it's genuinely um, something that we feel like no one's really taken an immediate action on. And it's still been like put in the back burner. But we have big, 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 big platforms who really can monopolize over this and not in a bad way, but like in a smart way. And, you know, I mean, I'll get my high horse of why we created Bodium because like strategically, Bodium also allows you to have time back, right? And allow you to shape your schedule because it, for this, we have our whole outline in Bodium as we talk right on our terms right now, right? When we had a very intense like development meeting about, you know, how to proceed. That makes me really nervous sometimes. So I write down what I want to talk about. So when I know I have to be on this call, it's not as draining as it would be if I didn't feel like I still came off prepared because the funny thing about video is people still do see you. So they will just 
uh, does still form an opinion of you. <laughs> and Quite like, literally. if you're not, if you can't just cut through the bullshit and like literally cut through the lens and all of this fucking virtual shit we have to go through for people to understand us on the other side, like it's way more, uh, it's just better for you to use something like Vodium to just help you, right? Sound better, sound um, more professional, right? That's another way that Mary was saying that you can take advantage of your work, right? Yeah. You don't have to report to the big man, right? You can be an entrepreneur. You can work from anywhere you want to, especially if that makes you a happier person. Mm -hmm. So Mary, a little bit about a happier person. I want to talk about like your new office a little bit, yes. your morning walk that you talked about that. But before I want to close out with everyone that we talked about, we have no meeting Mondays. Yes. No um, meeting Mondays. On Tuesdays and Thursdays. Those are now our meeting days. Mary and I just Who came knew? up with this decision. Yeah. And three years and in, three and a half years in, we're, we're changing, we're, we're like, iterating. Whoa. We're, we're like, oh my God, we are drained from our meetings because they're internal or external. As founders, you're wearing a thousand hats, like you're a product owner one minute, you're a salesperson the next. Like, so this is a new change starting this week. So we'll, we'll report back. Keep going. Sorry. I love it. I so far love it. So like, because mm -hmm. it helped, it allowed me tell my mom like how to help me or how I'm available on also when I'm available. So she knows like, can I hang out with her? Can we talk to her? Right. Whatever. So Tuesdays and Thursdays, we're like, let's just pile all of our meetings on those two days. So mm -hmm. like, because in the past we've gone in between meetings and then have put deadlines on us and expectations on us that we feel like we have to get busy work done. And genuinely that's just, that's really hard. Like yeah. I'm so exhausted and sometimes I don't feel like I'm delivering at my full speed. It's like as if we were going through back-to-back -back meetings and then one of our, um, then I had to write a huge executive case study or write, uh, you know, execute this big, big B2B contract. Like that would just be exhausting. But what if I've set my deadlines and expectations so I can make all my meetings happen Tuesdays and Thursdays? Right. Yep. But then Mondays and Wednesdays, because it's such minimal meetings and you and I are just chit chatting, those are our busy work day. So we get it done. Monday, Wednesday, no meetings, right? Mary and I meet, but we're like besties. So it is what it is. So no meetings, get your work done. You have your expectations. Okay. Well, on Tuesday, we do have meetings. We have our first internal touch. What are your expectations for this week? What are your deadlines this week? Like, we have Asana, we overview the projects that they're working on. If we feel like there is a lag in um, timeline, or if we feel like we need to help delegate or just push the system because, you know, we all need help. Um, that's where we really safely talk about like, yo, I need help with this. Like, what do you all think about this? Let's always move the ball forward versus right. just letting it stay stagnant. So since we've given people Monday to prepare for that Tuesday meeting, it's really, really effective. And then um, we will check in on other meetings. We'll probably see our other employees on the Thursday meetings with outside external vendors and we'll always check in. But then on Friday, so far I've liked this, where yeah, Fridays are when we have big check-ins right before we leave for uh, the weekend. And we've already talked about what to expect on Friday because on Tuesday we had said, okay, 
we won't meet until Friday. Um, what are you going to need to present to us Friday? What do we need to get feedback on? Um, you, for everybody you shows up weekend. right with something to, to share that they've worked on. Right. And that's one way that we hold ourselves and our employees accountable, right? Which is the expectation is Friday, like you show your progress and it doesn't have to be perfect, right? It's never, typically we don't have deadlines on Fridays, but Fridays when you show what you're working on and we move, remove any other blockers, we call it end the week strong, which I like is a really like as a meeting series name. So I do love it because it's ending the week strong. We provided a flexible schedule in our opinion where because hopping on video and talking to a camera um, and being so in your head about the whole goddamn thing can be really draining. Um, And that overpowers us. So now that we're like, no, you can do work when you feel truly, truly at your best. And then what we have found is when you feel at your best, like an undisturbed, like you can get work done. Exactly. And if you know, like, if I want to bang out work in two hours, can I get it done? Can I do it? Can I do it? And then you do it. And then you're like, wait, I can go shopping now. Like, why wouldn't you do that? No, literally. (laughs) Why wouldn't you? That what I said than done. Yeah. Easier said than done. What building on what Cammie's saying, the other thing we've done on Fridays is this is also new as of last week, no camera Fridays, which has been a game changer. Why? Zoom fatigue is a real thing. Like why being on camera is so much more exhausting than phone calls. I actually don't know the science behind that. A little preview of what's to come. We are writing a book right now on virtual communication. So I'm going to add that to um, Williams Research. Williams, our newest marketing manager on the team, but um, to add, but yeah, no meeting Friday. I mean, no camera Fridays, no meeting Mondays. It's been a freaking game changer. Two weeks. And it's this is we've been brainstorming so many fun things for the book and with all the research that we've done about how people are feeling in this time. Um, it's ironic with all the open communication in the world, we don't know how to freaking communicate to each other. So, Mary, I think like tactfully, we've really, really talked about how we've brought in our professional blended lifestyle and approach to the table, but you know. We're so blessed that we get to work and be close to family. So let me know little things that help you personally and make love you this. feel awesome because, you know, you talked a little bit about your new background, about your new yeah, office, about, about yeah. making you feel you. So I, I mean, I've been working remote now since 2019, so it's been a while, but to be honest, like most of my remote work has been done from cafes, from my couch. Even embarrassed to say, like when I'm off meeting, like from my my bed, like I'm just I'm a laptop girly. Like I always just work on my laptop. I don't need two screens. I don't hate it. Like I hate this stuff. But my husband, um, oh, and I have ADHD. I talked about so this too. cute. I don't I know. know. My, my ovaries just went. I know. That's so my cool. husband Gary. Hey Gary, if you're listening, um, really kind of sat me down last week and was like, you need a workspace. Like it's really weird that you don't have one. And I, we do have a work office, but it's a co-working space. Like you need a, a desk that you use. Like you're floating around the house. I know you're scattered. <laughs> like he knows me, you know, and like, he's like, I think you will feel so much better. And I'm working out of the guest room. And it was just, it was a mess, like from the wedding and everything. So this past week, he helped me completely redo our guest bedroom. I have this beautiful desk, nice background. We haven't really decorated yet. I just put up some art I have. But it's been a 
two days in and I feel like a new person. Like I have a beautiful mm. guest chair. You can't really see it. But um, yeah, it's been amazing. So I think getting my workspace really set up um, after floating for like four years has been awesome. Oh, <laughs> so. well, and, and like just to thing, show you, don't feel bad if you don't have it set up because like we run a company for remote work and I, I just got mine set up this week. So, well, I think for me, and I will, another thing about blended lifestyle and the reason why being on video is so exhausting. Remember people, I went to school for broadcast journalism. I've helped set up people get on camera. I literally have big ass lights right here. Cause I knew this podcast room was going to be really dark. So, um, didn't know the Wi-Fi was going to be shoddy, but it is what it is. And, but I'm happy. I'm set up. I feel good about my setup. Things may not go your way. You may not have the perfect background, right? But the whole thing about this blended lifestyle is that speak to the fucking scenario and speak to the situation. Like don't let me having to interrupt this session to re-record to make us feel good about this episode yeah. because the Wi-Fi was shoddy. It's like not a big fucking deal. There's right. this, I think what video does, and we see this a lot in people is video has made people like bring out the worst in them, their worst fears. It's like public speaking times, like, you know, like it's so like, I, I'm not, I'm okay talking in the front of the camera. Like I went to school for that. I did commercials. Like if people need, want me to get on camera, I'll be like, sure. What do you want me to say? And like, right. not overthink it. Um, I hate watching it back, but we all I do. understand what you, I need to execute. Right. Um, and I love that. It works the side of my brain that I love and adore. So we've witnessed a lot of people just take this whole being on video. So psychologically hard and like, <laughs> it's made them feel as if they're like, less of themselves and that could it be further from the truth you can bring more of yourself to the table you can which you really are showing right now but I, I, another thing that we love about you because it's super feminine mary is like she just is very feminine you feel this light energy whenever she comes in the door oh, wow. she is so maternal so nurturing yes you are um but you know you always do juggle a lot also with your health and with your family and hoping that they're okay you've also been doing doctor appointments and financial meetings like you're also yes. making sure that your whole self your individual is taken care of by to work yeah. I mean, well, I think that, you know, last week, here's an example, like Gary and I met with Mary Lynch middle of the day, right? Of course, because that's when you do that, right? Open in the middle and, of the day. But like in the past, like I think I would have been like maybe taking a half day to do that, right? Like work is just so different now. Maybe it's being your own boss, but like, you know, I am taking care of the other things that and part of it is I've been planning a wedding for nine months. And now that that's over, I have a lot more brain space to tackle the other things in my life that were bogging me down. But I'm basically just really focused right now. And in this kind of, you know, I think quarterly because we're in business, but in Q4, like I'm really focused on kind of knocking out the other things that were like really sucking up like a lot of real estate in my brain, right? Getting my office set up, like getting our joint finances in order now that I'm married, um, getting like just getting my house organized, like getting my health taken care of. I'm not going to dive into that, but you know, I finally have good health insurance now that I'm married. Thank God. Because when you're an entrepreneur, you have to get health insurance from the exchange and don't get me on another soapbox about that because it's bullshit. But, um, you know, just taking care of it all. And guess what? I take care of it all during work hours, nine to five, because that's when I'm most productive. And on top of that, we're also, you know, the more I feel like my personal life is 
is taken care of and grounded, the more brain space is freed up to keep driving Buddhism forward. And so I think that we should reframe the way we think about our kind of personal punch list and the things that are important to us outside of work. Because I think if you take care of yourself and really put your own oxygen mask on first, you can show up as your better self um, to your work and to your relationships. So there's my plug don't for- live in that society. No, we don't. There's my plug though for really just like take care of your shit and like don't be ashamed or feel guilty that you're not working or being productive by taking care of it. Because for me personally, at least- um, it makes me way more productive and a better, better boss, better entrepreneur, better business owner, better friend, better wife, all of it. Well, you made a great point. Like in the past, if I had a doctor appointment, I'd be like, I can't come into the office today. I have to go to a doctor. Right. It's going to take me hours to get to. And sometimes we'd like, have to take hours for that. Oh my God. Do you remember that? Like, yeah, okay. No, have- I worked in politics. Like, oh, politics okay. all right. not like that. corporate world. Whoa. I feel like in any opportunity, I'd be like, I'm going to put a lawsuit on you motherfuckers. <laughs> like, don't threaten my time. Um, I'm going to a doctor. Like, what the hell? Um, like, I used to leave early for therapy and not even think about it and be like, I'm going to therapy. Do not contact me. Um, no, that's very interesting. You used to take time off, right? And that's so think about taking time off for one day versus or splitting it up into chunks and spreading it out throughout the week. So it's like, do what's best for you. If you have a doctor's appointment and you'd rather like work your ass off for days of the week to then have a Friday or Thursday off, whatever you want, do it. I don't care. Here's the deadline. Achieve it. Like if you don't miss a deadline, yeah, we're going to have to talk because then that's going to defeat the purpose of a blended right. lifestyle. And people are freaking out because it seems like their shit's not happening on the timelines that they want to be happening. They're freaking out over stuff because they want control over people. That's management. So I, you got to figure out what those deeper insecurities are. <laughs> then yeah. maybe you'll fix those things. So like we also do is we listen to a lot of podcasts because we can't do this all on our own. And we try to listen to podcasts they're like both personal and professional at the same time, mm-hmm. because we also want to know from women who also are trying to be mothers, be entrepreneurs, build their own businesses or have flexible work schedules and work how they want to work. Like you mentioned, you were listening to a Melissa Wood Health episode and like, what was that about? Because you were like, why did this? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I finished it this morning. She was interviewing the founder of Chroma Wellness, Lisa Lisa Odenweller. And I think the most, her entrepreneur story, both of their entrepreneur stories are really, really interesting, but Lisa was just super inspiring. Melissa said something that was kind of like radical, I think as a mom, she was like, no, I'm my, I am my number one priority. Full stop. Who said that? Melissa. Melissa Wood oh. Tepperberg. And she, and and they were like, whoa. And she was like, it's not my kids. And people think that's crazy. But she goes, when I put myself first, when I do my non-negotiables, when I take care of my own shit, I can show up better as a mom, as a founder, as a business leader. And that was such an aha moment because I didn't – I've never thought about what I've been trying to do these past few weeks in those terms. But it really is. Like I'm trying to – trying to keep my own house in order, like literally, but also metaphorically <laughs> so that I, like I can, I can show up as my best self to everyone else. So I think that, mm. I don't know, I'm, I'm really inspired listening to how other women in particular do this, especially women who are on the same journey as us. But 
I love that. I love it. Put yourself first. Um, well, we, we are putting ourselves first. Like if we think and reflect back on like what we talked about, we talk about that you and I talk, start off every week to figure out like, how do we put ourselves first as a person before Bodium? Yeah. Right. 100%. So like Melissa may be saying her kids, but she's also saying her business before my brand, before yeah. my business. And another thing that I think it's the hardest thing for people to swallow. And this is why I feel women are amongst the most of our community that's affected is that shit takes time. Growing stuff is not glamorous and easy. You also said that it's like not a yellow brick road and it's not. Oh like, yeah. You said that to me that. yesterday. Oh and my God. Lisa. Yeah. She said, it's like, this is not a yellow brick road. Like this is really fucking hard building businesses. And she's a multiple entrepreneur. And if like you're a woman and by society or by your, the pressures that you have felt or the stipulation of whomever you're with, right. And whoever you're choosing, you have a big change in your life. Women are going to be affected uh, at higher rates than men because there's more onus on them to do that work. And that one of the biggest things is having children, but we live in a society where it's like work, 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 produce, 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 reproduce, reproduce. It's like, we don't slow down. So when Melissa and other people acknowledge that they want to talk about themselves as their whole human self before saying, so it's like they're saying Melissa versus I am Benjamin's mom. Mm-hmm. I am the co-founder of Odium, you know, stuff yeah. like that. It's right. It's right. really hard for some people to say, and even for me to say, because then immediately I feel this guilt of like that. Oh, immediately. And- but you know what? Like, I think that if, and I think that most people will be like, wait, what? Like that. And it's pretty radical, honestly, but like, think about burnout. Right. And for mm. us, I mean, I've been burnt out, I think three times I truly burnt out. And guess what? I had to recover from that and take time back off of work and like back off of my life to like really then be able to come back. Like, it's not, it's not like you can just keep going, keep going, keep going, giving all, all to work. Like you're going to crash and burn. And I think as founders in particular, where burnout is super high, it's also super dangerous. Like if you or I burnt out, we would not be able to keep running this company at the level that we are. So like, I think for people who do are parents or are, you know, have a company as their focus and their baby and are pouring themselves into something, it's even that much more important to take care of yourself and to take time for yourself because you can't really afford to burn out. You know, like, Bodum doesn't and exist, doesn't grow without us being able to give it 100%. And then it's like, so then don't concave to the pressures of a timeline because yeah. it's not a yellow brick Bingo. road. It's not going to happen overnight. Women are more, I think there's more affected by that timeline pressure um, biologically yeah. in so many ways sure. society. So like, that's why for Melissa to say that, that shouldn't be a shocker. That should be such a beautiful thing to say. Um and like for me, when I say put myself first, I think to be a, we talked about it last episode to debunk like so many things I'm going through as a woman who's 31, who is saying she wants this and this and this over a relationship, 
over fitting a box that people want to so easily put me in because once they find out my age, where I'm living, what I'm doing, they immediately be like, okay, well, are you in a relationship? When do you think you want to have kids? That's not their fault. It's just like, we also come from a very repetitive culture, right? Systems are hard to shake up. This is why people are panicking over this virtual change, right? But you and I are immediately like, let's freaking take advantage of this. Live in the moment. Like you have to adjust to change. Women just have to go and keep on churning to keep up with the times if they want to keep up with how often they're pushed back, like missing one day. Sometimes I feel like, no, like what did I, what did I miss out on my progress today? You know, that's why we're so hard on ourselves when we we feel like shit. Okay. Give, give the audience one tip and then we're going to move to the run through. One thing you do every week that, that feels like helps you live a blended lifestyle on your terms? Well, I am very open to my team about the goals that I'm trying to achieve in life, both personally and professionally. So I am very open about that. Hey, it's really important to me that I have time with Tio. This is when I'm walking him, right? It's really important to me that I have therapy every Thursday. I block off like almost two hours of my schedule to take that therapy time off. Like, Hey, I'm dating. I have this date. Like, I know it's pretty crazy, but do you mind if I dip out a little bit earlier today? Like, no worries. I'm going to come prepared tomorrow. Like no shit. Like you want me to have fun. And then I ask people for help. So like, that's being very super over communicative in this blended lifestyle is probably not something that people are very comfy with, but I would start trying to say, hey, I need to do this. I would like to do this, right? Or um, be very open to people like, do you mind? Be very proactive. Do you mind if I take this time off, depending on what work environment you are in? And or like once you get to know people in your workspace, like once you say certain things, hopefully you're in a work environment that those people also affirm you to take that time off, right? right? It's like a, it's a cycle. It's a return. So I am saying that I am acting how I would want others to treat me. And as a founder of a company with my best friend, we have the privilege to build this company how we want to. So 100%. that's my tips. How about you? Um, I think that's great. I think mine is just like, well, I, what I'm trying to work on, which is like, where are your non-negotiable, non-negotiables personally, right? For me right now, it's a morning walk. I couldn't get it before our early call this morning. So after a dev call and a sales call, I took an hour and I went for a walk. And guess what? I came back to work feeling way better. So um, yeah, I think it's – we've given so many tips and tricks in this episode. And I, I think that you know what we didn't say is like we've gotten to where we are because we are both – extremely hardworking and have, you know, very high performers and have put in so much work at every job we've ever done, and especially this one. So like, I think that there's some kind of, um, I always want to like debunk that like by taking time out of your day or like by doing this blended lifestyle, like there's nothing lazy about it, right? Like we didn't say this, but like we work probably seven days a week. We're never not thinking about Bodium. Like we are working all the time, but for us, the problem is like, okay, wait, we actually do have to carve out time for ourselves, right? Other people may not have that problem because of their role or just their work style. So I think it is a balance there, right? Like 
you know, make your week work for you. But if you're someone like us who gives it all to whatever they're working on, I think this episode is particularly pertinent. Um, and just take care of yourself. And I will say to anyone who's listening, work smarter, not harder. Yeah. I was like, I always flip it. Um, and that's, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, sometimes my mom says like, you know, Trump took advantage of tax laws, right? But there are laws and things that he can use. So like some people feel bad for doing things that are actually in place, but they feel like they can't reap the benefits off of it. I love this. That's, that's, that's life. Well, the only time we're going to tell you to take a page out of President Trump's book. Well, yeah. Maybe not, but. Yeah, maybe. No, I'm just saying like, that was an example, dude. Jesus. Okay. The run through. The run through. Love worry. It's not like we're not diving into some uh, deep shit here. Mary, kick Vir- us off with what we're about to talk about. Okay. All right. Every week we talk about a virtual hack, a current event, what we're watching, what we're listening, and a business we can't get out of. So, Cami, we've already talked about virtual hacks. Why don't Why don't you take this opportunity to plug our own product? Yeah. So, virtual hacks, like we've talked about it. Use Vodium. Please try Vodium. Go to Vodium.com. You can try Vodium for free with our seven-day trial. And then if you love the product, please promo code on our terms and you will receive a little lovely discount, but you will also receive so much benefit of the reward back on to your work. Because I think another thing that people talk don't talk about anymore is we're all really faking it till we make it. So in order for me to run a company that deals with many different things that I'm definitely not the expert on, I would still like to have control over the business side of things. So I use Vodium to document what I want to say in order for me to relay it in the ways that I'd like to be taken, like taken, yeah. taken seriously. You know what I mean? So exactly. use Podium for everyday use to make your meetings so, so much more um, achievable in the mission at hand, because you don't have to worry about all the other shit that you're worrying about. It's your notes. It's like, why wouldn't you want to read off of a script and make people feel like you're looking at them and wow, she's so smart. Right. Exactly. Right, 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 right. Hey, and executive decision uh, for our first 20 listeners, if you've listened this far, to use the promo code on our terms to buy a subscription to our product, Vodium. We'll also send you some on our terms swag, which you can purchase our swag shop on Vodium.com slash on our terms. But first, one need to use it. Uh, I can't wait to meet you and send you some swag. (laughs) My dream is to one day have people help run our podcast. And it could literally just be us two best friends. Like they would just like speaking to the mic and then we just go at it because that was hilarious. I was off the cuff. Thanks. What the yeah. hell? Who am I? <laughs> Very caffeinated today. Okay. okay um, let's dive into the news, what we're watching, what we're listening to. We're going to try to keep this under an hour again today. Um, I am watching the morning show season three. And let me tell you, if you're not, it is so freaking good. Jennifer Aniston is unbelievable, as is Reese Witherspoon. But my favorite character this season is John Hamm playing an Elon Musk-esque billionaire. Oh and potentially, we haven't gone there yet, but I'm, I'm calling it a love interest for Jen, Jen Aniston. And I kind of hope that that love is happening in real life because they're both single. So 
I Wait, think no, are. he's married. He's what? married. He married like a much younger woman. Damn it. Sorry yeah. to John no. Hamm's wife. John Hamm, not being disrespectful, but love their chemistry on screen. So top notch. Oh my God. Um, I've gotten through the first few episodes and now I'm pissed. It's I'm having to watch it live weekly. So if you're a binger like me, don't no. save it. Um, but it's really good. Kimmy, talk to us about the the battle for the Speaker of the House. Okay, I will, I will, I will. But like, sorry, don't quote me if John Hamm is married, but I do know he is dating someone. Anyway, anyway, I love pop culture. And I love pop culture, pop culture, can't say the word, but I grew up in a very political household. They love politics, love government, and it came naturally to me. So I worked on Capitol Hill. I worked in politics. I worked to elect people to the House of Representatives, to the Senate, you name it. So like... Steve Scalise may be just like another name to people, but he is the Republican nominee for Speaker of the House, which obviously comes from chaos of Kevin McCarthy being ousted. But I just want to take notice with everything that's going on in the world right now. When I heard that that was the nomination, you know, Kevin McCarthy it is what it is. He got ousted. We don't need to talk about him. But there was a lot of people. There was like a few people that they were trying to nominate, including Congressman Meadows and Scalise got it. At first, I was like, oh, what What the hell? Like, fine. It is what it is. Like, I think I'd rather want him than Jim or Jim, Congressman Meadows. Meadows? Meadows. Something Meadows. I know it's Meadows. Mm-hmm. Um, But Last night with Sherry's yoga, she was like, we have to be praying for our leaders, our enemies, everyone. And that just immediately I was like, Steve Scalise, like right now, our country as well feels very, very divided politically. Mm -hmm. Right. But there are times that we also remember that there's so much else going on in the world. Right. A majority of our political leaders are men. Sometimes that makes me scared that uh, then what I feel are our world problems all stem to emotional and like compassion and like like emotional trauma. I I just worry sometimes that if the men that we elect and the men that we promote and select to do hard things like don't know how to lead with compassion and. I just feel like there's such an opportunity for him as a senator who is going through so much. He has blood cancer. He was a who, part of Steve Scalise's Steve blood cancer or yes. representative, not a senator. Did I say senator? Yeah, that's okay. Just setting the record oh. straight. Yeah. Well, Steve Scalise, yes, he has blood cancer. He was also shot yeah. at the congressional was, baseball game when we lived in Washington, victim of gun it was violence. Pre- it was like a pre- yeah. It, it so. He's just going through so much right now that like for me, coming from the marketing perspective, I was like, bro, Stevie Steve, just like listening, put all this bullshit aside, bro. This could be so good for your career. I'm sending you compassion. Um, You know, the Republican Party is divided. All our politics are divided, right? We so we so don't often lead with compassion and like understand why people would be feeling this way and it's always blame and hate and back and forth and right now he can really take advantage of this this point to be a very deliberate intentional leader and lead with compassion and not hopefully use any political bait 
to use his time as potential speaker. Um, I just want him to use it in the right sense. Like, you know, right now our politics feels like everyone always has to toe a certain line and then is so afraid to go against the grain. And then that leads for an unrealness to not show. And the, the, the bottom line is shit's crazy right now. Right. So like lead with that chaos and understand that that it needs to be calmed down. So Scalise with all the shit you're going through, bro. Calm. Bro, bro. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, Hopefully you can. I hope I, I, you know, back in our days when we were friends with a lot of people who worked on the Hill and lobbyists on both sides, apparently he was, he was a bridge builder from what we heard and was more reasonable in his party. So I hope that I have, you know, low expectation, high hopes, as with anything in our government for him. Okay. And, and I like, do – I like, love what you said. He should lead with compassion because he he should be an empathetic person with everything he's been through. Yeah. I mean, he has a huge – I know just like if he wants his 15 minutes the same, I know he's made a more pivotal figure than that. But if he wants to be known literally in the history books, he could. I mean, this should be <laughs> – it's, this it's his time his opportunity his time <laughs> so i'm like wow how dope if he was like and i want this and we need this and all of our problems were fixed it's not going to happen but i just want to give him a little pep speech yes 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 so, um dream sponsor who, who do you want to call out today it would be loom right let's say yeah. if, you know instead of calling um scalise's office or my home representative's office what if i could just shoot them over a video right love um maybe <laughs> send them over a video so loom is a beautiful <laughs> way <laughs> way um to send a video message so instead of having a meeting and feeling like you need to spend time talking about nothing and you wish you could just get right to the point and make things more effective. Loom is a very flexible way to stay aligned while moving fast on deadlines and building products. And I've loved using Loom because it's allowed me to communicate back and forth when I'm trying to catch someone with a very, very busy schedule. Sometimes when someone sees a meeting on their books, they're more, um, sometimes they'll be able to just delete it, reschedule it, and it will never happen because it's like your your day changes so, so often. So it's a way that we can work asynchronously and still meet the deadline, which I really like. Faster than a a meeting, but also more eye-catching and personal than an email. So it's kind of like the in-between. That's how I like to think of it. Like in-between, because you can share your screen or just record your face or do a combo. It's like in-between a meeting and an email. Um, And Cammie's right. We've used it pretty effectively in some sales emails to some busy, really busy people uh, who we've gotten response back from because we sent a personal video, just like nice touch. We're doing a lot of outreach tomorrow or trying to, mm-hmm. whether it's tomorrow or early next week, but I feel like I'm, I'm going to be sending the looms out, baby. Love. love do you love, think? Love. Like it's a good yeah. touch point. A good anyway. Point. Yeah. We're going to send looms. So, All right. Wrap us um, up. Thank you everyone for listening to On Our Terms. If you liked okay. this podcast, please rate and subscribe. Subscribe and rate. I don't know that. But anyway, we have five five star reviews on Spotify, guys. Oh, Thank you to shut who up. did that. It's three. It's it's a small number, but they're all five star. So whoever rated us five star on Spotify, we're giving you a shout out. I wish we could see who it was. 
Um, if you like this podcast, though, please do subscribe to us, follow us, um, and give us a rating because it really helps. So we're, we're young, we're new, but we appreciate the support. Everybody has to start somewhere. And on that Can't note. tell that we love you all and see you next time on On Our Terms. Bye. Bye.